Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. We're going to be taking a look at the parable of the leaven. And this parable quite short, but it's quite unique in my estimation because it has the ability to be attributed both positively and negatively. And naturally, being attributed positively is when we take it on face value. This particular parable of Yahshua referencing leaven is found in Matthew, Luke, and Thomas. And we're going to be taking a look at all three translations. However, this particular morning we're going to begin in St. Matthew chapter 13. And we're going to read one verse, which is found in the 33rd. It goes like this. Another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Now that, if you will, is the entirety of Jesus Christ's parable of the leaven. And as you can see, it deals with the topic of expansion. And here Yahshua is saying that the kingdom of heaven is attributed to what? Leaven. Quite interesting, is it not? Because for the most part, leaven has a negative reputation within Scripture, and it's usually always used in the negative sense. But if we read Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, you should be able to see that this is probably, in my opinion, one of the most straightforward teachings of Yahshua, because we know that the kingdom is supposed to grow. And surely that has been the case since Yahshua spoke this. The kingdom of heaven is the context. This is what we are discussing. And Yahshua is attributing the kingdom of heaven like unto leaven. And the same leaven was taken by a woman and it was hid within three measures of meal, until the whole was leavened. Now, being that this particular parable is only one verse long, we could stop our study right there, could we not? And say, well, that's a straightforward teaching of Christ. Christ is just saying that the kingdom should continue to grow, and surely it has grown since the times of Yahshua. But I really, truly want to dissect this and show you that this particular parable has dual meaning. We already covered the first one. And that is exactly what it says on its surface. 
Now, in this statement, nothing is particularly wicked with what Yahshua is discussing. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven or yeast. And this woman took it and hid it within three measures of dough or meal until the whole was leavened. But the first point I want to bring forth for you is that leaven is usually always figurative in scripture of something wicked. So, is Yahshua saying that the kingdom of heaven is wicked? No, this is an allegory. But in this parable, Yahshua is saying that the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, or attributed unto leaven, or we could use leaven as an example of what the kingdom of heaven is like. But yet, leaven is figurative of sin, is it not? Indeed it is. And if you turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, I can prove that. Begin reading in verse 6. Paul says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? And that's a question from Paul. Don't you know that if you make bread or you make wine, you only require a few granules of yeast. You only require a little leaven. And Paul wants to reiterate that fact in the negative here. That glorying in any way, shape, or form, whether it be in the flesh or in our Heavenly Father, (laughs) it's not good. And not only that, that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. What else does Paul say? He says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that she may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And so, what I just read to you, there in the first epistle to the Corinthians by Paul, should prove to you already that Yahshua's parable of the leaven can be read in both regards. Positively, meaning that the kingdom of heaven will grow, that's common sense, and should grow, and has always grown, but also that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Here we are instructed to purge out the old leaven, that we may be a new lump. Why? Because we are unleavened, and Christ became our Passover because he was sacrificed for us. So, understand already what I'm saying. Here, Yahshua is saying the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. So, we can learn several things. But before we move on to the next point, turn with me to Galatians. In Galatians chapter 5, we read in verse 9, A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So we understand this concept, do we not? It only requires a pinch of yeast in order to actually fully leaven whatever it is we're seeking out to do. So if we want the kingdom of heaven to grow or wickedness, Both in scripture are attributed to leaven. And we're reminded that it only requires a little leaven to leaven the whole lump. 
And so if 11 is usually figurative of sin, as we've proven in Corinthians and Galatians, then does it stand to reason that there are people out there who profess to be godly, who profess to be the faithful, but they do exactly like Yahshua says in his parable. They take a little bit of leaven, in this case, for example, sin, and they hide it within three measures of meal. Well, what else is leaven figurative of? According to Yahshua, leaven can be figurative of false doctrines as well. And we're going to prove that from right here in Matthew, however, the 16th chapter. Beginning in verse 6. Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which, when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then understood they how he bade them not beware the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then it was that they understood when Yahshua clarifies it three chapters after the fact. So, if his parable is that the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, until the whole of it was leavened, then I want you to understand that this could also apply to sin and to false doctrines. Don't believe me? Well, turn very quickly to Mark chapter 8. In the 8th chapter of the gospel according to Mark, beginning in verse 14, we read, The disciples had forgotten to take bread. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. And he, Yahshua, charged them, saying, Take heed. That means, beware, be aware. Take measures to protect yourself. So don't take this with a grain of salt, because the teaching is on a grain of leaven, and what that one particular grain and or pinch of yeast can do. Therefore, Yahshua says, Take heed. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Stopping right there. Yahshua's referencing leaven, but leaven pertaining to the Pharisees or organized religion and politics. In this case, the Herodians. So how can we attribute this warning from Yahshua? In modern terms, Yahshua would be saying, Take heed. Beware or be aware of the leaven of politics and organized religion. He would say other places that the traditions of men, another thing that leaven is attributed to, (laughs) makes null the word of God. So when he says this, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, verse 16, here in the 8th chapter of Mark, says, They, meaning the disciples, reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. 
And when Jesus knew it, he saith unto them, Why reason ye, because ye have no bread? Perceive ye not yet, neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Having eyes see not, and having ears hear ye not. And do ye not remember? When I break five loaves among five thousand, how many baskets of fragments took ye up? And they said unto him, Twelve. And when the seven among four thousand, how many baskets of fragments took ye up? And they, that is, the disciples, said unto him, Seven. And he said unto him, How is it that you do not understand? Don't understand what Yahshua is teaching on literal bread much less metaphorical bread. And that is why, my friends, I am teaching this from both perspectives, because the parable of the leaven on its face is actually a very good teaching. It means that it doesn't require a whole lot of witness or work, really. If somebody has the eyes to see or the ears to hear, the kingdom of heaven will grow irregardless of whether the enemies of Christendom want to eradicate it from the face of the earth. Meaning that Christendom and the faith-based system that we believe in will not die, not on its own accord, because there is leaven within the kingdom. But also, in Scripture, leaven is attributed to negative things, right? Well, we've already proven sin, and now false doctrine. So if we understand that, and also realize that the kingdom of heaven is taken by force, or at least evil men think so, they attempt to take it by force, then do not be surprised when a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. In pertaining to the kingdom of heaven, both good and bad. What am I saying? Well, righteousness, good works, those things can grow and are attributed to not only the kingdom of heaven, but also leaven, because it's a fair allegory, is it not? It's a fair analogy. But also, within this kingdom age, and what we're fighting for, you will find men and women, and rest assured, there are many of them who come in and they insert their own belief, or they add their own interpretation to Scripture, which is attributed to leaven being a false doctrine. And that is what we have to contend with. But what else is leaven attributed to? We already proved sin and false doctrines. But how about hypocrisy? Indeed, I'm sure you're familiar with this verse because it's found in Luke chapter 12. And we're taught right at the very beginning of the 12th chapter of Luke against hypocrisy. And hypocrisy, my friend, is also attributed to leaven. Pay close attention. Verse 1. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod upon one another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, first of all, it went to the disciples before it went to the masses. Much symbology there. He says, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees. What is this leaven of the Pharisees? Well, Yeshua's already warned against it, right? The leaven of the Pharisees and the Herodians, or the leaven of the organized religion, or politics. He clarifies it right here in verse 1 of chapter 12. He says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, 
which is hypocrisy. Why? Verse 2. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear in the closet shall be proclaimed upon the housetop. So, what point am I making? It is this, that while on its surface, Matthew chapter 13, verse 33, and Yahshua's parable of the leaven, can be taken and applied in the positive sense, it also has a negative connotation. And we've proved that. Why? Because, number one, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, but leaven is figurative of sin, false doctrines, and hypocrisy. Therefore, in an evil sense, all three of those things are what within a measure of meal? Hidden. Hidden being the key word. Because every false prophet that does exist, and even those with good intentions who believe that they are doing the will of God, do so by hiding behind the word of God, or hiding behind a facade that they also are faithful, and all the while, they happen to be tares. So the second point I want you to pay close attention to in this parable of the leaven is that it is hidden. All of these attributes, sin, false doctrines, and hypocrisy, in an evil sense, they are hidden. And that is what we need to deal with, my friend. And 98% of Christendom truly does not care. They are like the disciples even, who have good intention, but have to be reminded of particular miracles that Yahshua did, like feeding the multitudes with just a few loaves and a few fishes. And not only that, also notice that where I have taken you this morning, Yahshua says particular people will have eyes to see and ears to hear, or they will not. This also is attributed to leaven, because we know the moralistic law of God says that a false prophet, those that are sinful and the hypocrite, are to be put to death. However, because they are not, now we live in an era where the kingdom of heaven is attributed to what? Leaven. And leaven grows. Therefore, Yahshua says, beware of all of this. If you sin, you will sin more. And if you are a hypocrite, you will likely delude yourself like the Pharisees and the Sadducees did into thinking that you have a special relationship with God. That is why God says to beware of the leaven. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net, where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts, or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all. 
and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Beware of the leaven. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is comprised of this, and we live in this kingdom age. Looking forward to the third and final kingdom. Perhaps that's a study for another day, but we must understand several keys here. That the woman in scripture is usually a majority wise used in an evil sense. Not always, but usually. And it represents a fallacy, uncleanliness, or unfaithfulness. Don't believe me? Well, I'm going to prove that to you from the Old Testament. For example, in the Lamentations of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 7, Jerusalem remembered in the days of her affliction and of her miseries all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old, when her people fell into the hand of the enemy, and none did help her. The adversary saw her and did mock at her Sabbath. Once again, a negative connotation of the female. And of course, you're familiar with the whore of Babylon. Now, what I'm saying here isn't to disrespect women in any way, shape, or form, but rather to give you an alternate viewpoint, because leaven can be used for good or bad. The analogy is, we take a little leaven and we throw it in something good, well, it'll become even greater, like a loaf of bread or a barrel of wine. But if you throw a little leaven in with the bad, like sin, hypocrisy, and false doctrine, that also will grow and ultimately lead us to a point like we find ourselves in today. So, if we look at this from a positive aspect, then we can say, well, a woman, that's representative of the church body. You speak a little truth, that's representative of leaven, and that truth is supposed to grow, that is, in the minds and the hearts of the faithful believer, those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. Those that do not, however, can take it on its face value. I'd like to point out that usually when we use a woman in a figurative or an allegorical sense, it is usually always in the negative. Now, this is nothing against women. Yahweh God loves his creation. But in your free time, if you want to understand that oftentimes in an allegorical sense, women are used of harlotry, read Ezekiel chapter 16. Or Ezekiel chapter 28. Also Hosea chapter 1 verse 2. Revelation chapter 17. And I don't have time to go into that today. But I do have time to go to Zechariah. Because I truly love the minor prophets. Chapter 5. We read in verse 9. Then lifted I up mine eyes and looked. And behold, there came out two women. And the wind was in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heaven. Then said I unto the angel that talked with me, Whither do these bear the ephah? And he said unto me, To build it in house in the land of Shinar, and it shall be established. But notice in verse 8, right before this point, he said, This is wickedness. And he cast out in the midst of the ephah. 
and he cast a weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. So in your free time, this is the eighth vision of Zechariah. And it deals with the curse, the ephah, and wickedness. So, not all women are representative of evil, but they can be used in a negative sense. However, how about in the good sense? In a good sense, women represent Israel. And you can confirm that in Genesis chapter 37, Revelation 12, and also Ezekiel chapter 16. Women also, in Scripture, represent the two covenants. In Galatians chapter 4, we read in verse 26, Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not. Break forth and cry, thou that travailest not. For the desolate hath many more children than she with which hath an husband. So, in a positive sense, women apply to Israel. And surely we do not have that time today. But several points need to be made of the parable of the leaven. Leaven is representative of both good and evil things in Scripture. Women are representative of both good and evil things within Scripture. Therefore, Jesus' parable of the leaven can be applied in both the negative and the positive sense. More than likely the negative in the regard that all of these things, this leaven, was hidden within three measures of meal. This parable illustrates how the kingdom of heaven, its teachings, and the program of God within this second earth age would become corrupted by false doctrines and unscriptural programs until the whole is corrupted. And if you don't believe that this is the teaching of scripture, Paul reiterates this in 1 Timothy chapter 4. For example, in the fourth chapter, in the first epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy, beginning in verse 1. The Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which Yahweh God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of those which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. So notice that what we're taught right here is that just like Yahshua said, the kingdom of heaven is attributed to leaven. But that same spirit or the Holy Spirit that Yahshua was speaks expressly that in the end times or the latter times, some shall depart from this faith. And they'll speak lies, which are attributed to what? Leaven, my friends. Very important to understand. Because if this illustrates how the kingdom of heaven and the program of God is supposed to be, then we must understand that all false teachings, all religious programs, and all professed Christians, their lives seek to hide behind the word of God. Every one of them. And this is why, my friend, this allegory uses the terminology hid. They don't do it in plain sight. But rather, they come in and they actually hide it. 
hide it from you. So the kingdom itself is attributed to leaven. Well, what is the significance of three? Because after all, this woman hid this leaven and put it within three measures of meal. Three right here in the Greek is saton. It's about one and a half pecks in total. Three measures was a heaping bushel. The common quantity that would be used by one baking for a large household or for a group of people. So three measures here is enough to make several loaves. That is why Yeshua has to teach in these terms and also go back to his miracle of feeding the multitude with several loaves and a few fishes. So turn with me to the Gospel according to Luke. And we're going to read the same exact allegory in the 13th chapter. And perhaps it'll make a little bit more sense to you. In St. Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 20. And again he said, Whereunto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, until the whole was leavened. Now there's not much that we can add to that, because it is almost identical to what we just dissected and covered in the Gospel according to Matthew, and the 13th chapter. But the parable of the leaven has dual-fold meaning, and I really want to establish that. Now we know that all things grow. Lies will grow. That's the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. We know that false religion will grow, do we not? Because we've seen that in this latter era, and there's even a few false little subsections of Christian identity that aren't Christian identity at all. We definitely know that sin will continue to increase if we are unrepentant. So, Yeshua uses this parable. Here in Luke again, chapter 13, whereunto, this is a question, shall I liken the kingdom of God? What shall I attribute it to? What is it like? Remember, each and every one of us are warring for our position within the kingdom. We are working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And so it stands. Perhaps you came to this truth. You came to know Yahshua a long time ago. And as you walked, perhaps your walk was a hard one. But now you are steadfast within your faith. What is that but leaven? This is why I've tried to tell you that faith should be ever-increasing. Why? That's attributed to leaven as well. But so also is faithlessness. That can be attributed to leaven. Whatever it is we do, it will grow. And what Yahshua wants you to understand about the parable of the leaven is that every decision and everything we do has a consequence, be it good or bad. This is why he likens the kingdom of God unto leaven. He says, it is like leaven. This is the 26th parable in Luke. And it illustrates corruption within the kingdom of heaven, spiritually and physically. Now, this is not to say that within the abode of God, right now, where Yahweh God dwells, all of these things exist, because they do not. But there are men and women who have deluded themselves into thinking that their kingdom of heaven, what they attribute the kingdom to, their liberal utopia that isn't representative of the kingdom within Scripture, is comprised of all of these things. Hypocrisy, 
sin, etc. And so, what Yahshua says here in the 13th chapter of Luke, verse 20 and 21, is really no different than what he established in Matthew chapter 13, and that is, leaven will grow and leaven must be kept in check. If we do not keep it in check, it will grow and we will find ourselves 20 times worse and or better, depending on which side of the fence we stand on. And so, Yahshua's parable of the leaven does appear one final place, and that is the Gospel according to Thomas. It is found in the 96th statement towards the end of the Gospel, or the sayings of Thomas, and it reads as such. Jesus said, The kingdom of the Father is like a woman who took a little leaven and concealed it in dough. She made large loaves of bread. He who hath ears, let him hear. So do you hear what Yahshua is saying? Through Matthew, Luke, and now even doubting Thomas? Because both Matthew chapter 13 and Luke chapter 13, they make use of this parable. And each of it link it directly to the parable of the mustard seed because it actually is a continuation of that. And if you've not heard my study on the parable of the mustard seed, I invite you to listen to that, because it deals with the same exact thing, expansion. If we had faith the size of a mustard seed, well, we could move mountains, right? The size of a mustard seed. But yet yeast, one granule of yeast is even smaller than a mustard seed. So bear that in mind. It's reasonable enough in both cases that a parable speaks of something small, a mustard seed or even leavened dough. But all of these things become large, a huge plant or large loaves of bread. Therefore, here in the Gospel of Thomas, unlike what we just covered in Matthew and Luke, the actual simile of what the kingdom is like is not the leavened dough, but the woman. And that's what you need to pay close attention to. The kingdom is not like a thing, my friend. It's not like leaven. But rather, it's like the woman. Or a person of action. Understand it? The woman hid this leaven. And that is what the kingdom of heaven is attributed to. Not necessarily the act of the leaven expanding. But that this woman was able to do something. It's not the leaven within the dough, my friends. But the actual woman. The kingdom is what someone does. That's what you need to understand. And that's why this parable of the leaven can be used or attributed in both senses. Positive and negative. The kingdom is what somebody does. We live in an era now where a majority of people, they do evil and they call it good. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like now, down here, but not the ultimate kingdom that we will find ourselves within. Because none of these things like sin or hypocrisy or even leaven itself will abide within the kingdom. So again, understand, the kingdom or that coming third and final earth age is not attributed to an inanimate object, but rather to people like always. So understand that when we look at the other parables in Thomas, we find that more than often, Yahshua will attribute the kingdom of heaven 
to somebody doing something. When he says the kingdom of heaven is attributed to a certain man who took a journey, that's somebody doing something. And oftentimes we get lost on the details as opposed to the person themselves. Usually in almost every parable we find people working out their own salvation. And so, if you don't believe that, the following two parables in Thomas, if you possess a copy, prove that fact. Like here, where we read, the kingdom of the Father is like a woman who, well, in the 98th statement, we learn that the kingdom of the Father is like a man who. And in the next one, in the 97th saying, we learn that the kingdom of the Father is like a woman who is carrying a jar full of grain. Don't get lost in looking at the grain. Don't get lost in looking at the leaven. But rather, look at the actions of the person. Why? Because, after all, it is our works, our actions, in short, our priorities that we are judged according to. How important is the kingdom to you, dear friends? If you want to see it grow, then you will work on the positive side towards seeing the truth grow like leaven. And truly, we are at a point in history where that's happening. If you are on the side of the enemy, then chances are pretty good that you will be on the negative side, working towards obscuring that very simple truth from your friends, your neighbors, and those who will ultimately comprise the kingdom itself. So, this is Pastor Visser, and I would like to invite you on Tuesday, about two days from now, to tune in to Euro Folk Radio to hear the second part of my interview that will detail the infancy of Covenant People's Ministry, more about my books, the forums, and upcoming projects from CPM. Until Tuesday on Eurofolk Radio, accessible on the World Wide Web at EurofolkRadio.com. This is Pastor Visser, hoping that this particular sermon has edified you. From the heart of the dirty South, wishing you and your entire family great studies, war for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry! Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>